WKCR FM New York, WKCR HD, WKCR.org. Maybe you're finding us there somewhere around the world. Maybe you're listening to 89.9 on the FM dial here on Monday night. Or, you know, they could be listening to the podcast, which is all over the world forever. Or as long as I keep, you know, paying the bills on that. Uh, It's called Deep Focus. You could find it. On that phone in your pocket right now. Uh, I'm, I'm your host, Mitch Goldman. Oh, man, this one's been a long time coming. This one's been percolating. Oh, man. <laughs> I'm welcoming. Percolating. Back to the studio. It's been a minute. Mm. Welcome back to the studio. True born Anthony Michael Peterson. All in, of them. In the hot seat. Yep. Yep. I'm here. <laughs> I hope it's hot because this baby is cold outside. <laughs> it is. Well, as usual, you, sir, have already demonstrated you have music flowing through you. Oh, wow. Something I've always known about you. Thank you, bro. People know you as a guitarist, but also as an educator, as an author, as a Broadway performer. And uh, I could keep going, but we're going to go through the whole three-hour show if I <laughs> don't stop now. No, on the break, I'll make up some other shows. <laughs> That's right. You'll probably, you'll probably actually start doing some more things yeah. before we get to astronaut. the end of the show. Astronaut. That's, <laughs> that's the next goal. Astronaut. <laughs> yeah, I don't, I don't know about that for me. <laughs> I, I, I would. My, my mom won't let me. But <laughs> So you'll have to tell me what it's like. Trueborn. Anthony Michael Peterson. Yes. Um, we here's how the game works we invite a guest the guest chooses a topic upon which we shall turn our attention for the three hours and i find live unreleased recordings to to match that subject and there's a little twist usually it's an artist that people pick which is great but uh could be whatever the guest chooses and you as is your want went in a little different direction what is our topic for tonight's show. Well, you actually just exploring the blues and mining what, what we talked about, mining the thread. And as somebody out there is sitting there going, what is it? Um, that thread is, is really just the blood, like the blood of the blues um, running through everything. And especially with when we have the guitar and you know we have people like Mississippi John Hurd um, who um, 
I think one of the things in American society is the downplaying and underestimation. Ooh, is that a word? It is now. It is now. Underestimization of simplicity. Ah, underestimate. Thank the you. underestimization <laughs> of simplicity. That's like a that sentence is like an oxymoron in itself. I love that. I'm, but, st- I'm, I'm trying to uncork it. Keep the going. Underestimating Keep going. of simplicity yeah. as um, as communication between you know not just being in in the world you know I mean the blues uh, and I and I mean all of it the blues was not just a style um, that was later, you know, codified, especially after the uh, World War II, uh, great, you know, the migration of, you know, black folk from from the south to the north, northwest, and east. But it is it is a it is a tapestry without in even though there are words and there are stories, it's almost like there are no words and stories. It's just this feeling. And I wanted to, to hear these, you know, these people that we're listening to, mainly for myself, um, to, to remind myself to find the thread in myself. And this thread runs through all music, but everything is so uh, put in demographics. Uh, we've got, you know, I was talking to a friend of mine. I was like, I, I don't know where royalty money is going now i don't i don't even know who gets paid yeah you know, that, well, that's a big issue yeah right why now. are we and why are we toiling under that how is this that the people that actually make this product don't receive money for it you know whether they are well known or not you know but be that as it may you know this thread is very vital now because of a lot of encroaching darknesses in the world and to me that's where the light is you know and as musicians um, I think all musicians I, I, I've always thought of myself as an urban ethnomusicologist and <laughs> I never felt like you know that the what I listened to was less or that it, you know, it was some ignorant people, you know, singing about. There's so much knowledge and wisdom in the blues. There's so much that points to the wisdom of the ancestors. There's so much that um, the, the one of the greatest contributions of the blues is the fact that it tells stories, you know. It tells stories, that, and, you know, which bled over into, which was, you know, Part of that thread leads to country music, you know, which I also love, mm-hmm. you know. And, you know, you have somebody like John Lee Hooker, and then you have somebody like Hank Williams, you know. And I don't see a difference, you know. I mean, there's stylistically a difference. Of course, there's a personal difference. And uh, there's enough of differences. We know about the differences, but no one has come up with the resolution of well what's the positiveness so music is to me one of the main keys of that listening to this music and mining the threads that these men and women have woven over the decades 
Um, I think there's a clue in that. I don't have the answer to it. I don't have the definitive thing of the thread. I just know that it's there, you know, because when the thread is seen, you change. When you, whether you're hearing it, whether you're playing it, you know. So that's, that's where I am so far. Okay. And let me push into that a little bit more. What is, what is, that, what is that thread? What is that? Is that essence of it something you can? Um, I think the essence of the thread is a message of light, a message of, you know, I, I read something once where a teacher said, you know, we spend so much time and put so much effort into having relationships with lovers and loving this. He said, but what about having a relationship with love itself? Mm -hmm. You know, to me, that's what music is. You know, it's that relationship with love and light itself. And, and somehow or another, it's become my mission to to bring it forward, as abstract as it sounds, as unsatisfied as people may be with what I have to say. It's it's okay. You're supposed to be because you're the missing piece. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. You know, you want the answer? Jump in. True Born is my guest. The show's called Deep Focus here on WKCR. I'm your host, Mitch Goldman. And we were planning this show, and we moved through talking about a bunch of different artists and different recordings that might bring this notion to light. And you landed on a couple things in particular. And mm. maybe you could talk a little bit about what we might listen to and what that brings to mind for you. Yeah, I'd like to do, I, I think it'd be great to do, open up with uh, Mississippi John Hurt. Mm-hmm. Um, because once again, his the profundity of his simplicity, you know. Um, sometimes I was once on tour with Oliver Lake and Andrew Surreal. And Andrew's took uh, the drummer Andrew Surreal. He t told me that there were some places in Africa they they had music, but they had no words for what it was. And to me, that's like having a word for air. You know, what did, we just call it air, and we breathe it. You know, everything gets messed up. <laughs> when you, yeah, when you start having to label it. And yeah, I mean, it's it's understandable to label it, but um, you know, especially now, I don't think it's really that important. People are liking what they like. You know, I mean, you could have someone who likes the butthole surfers, and then they'll listen to Bach. And then they may listen to Mozart, you know. And then you might find out that they like watching slasher movies. <laughs> you know, it's just one of those things. You know, people, you know, like what they like. What and, speaks to you. Yeah, and they embrace. I, I'd like to think that everyone's embracing that, you know, especially myself. Mm -hmm. Well, we did find some live unreleased recordings of uh, Mississippi John Hurt. There's actually... There's a radio broadcast, and our great thanks to whoever put this together in 1964, October of 1964, in Cambridge, Mass. And uh, you'll actually hear the host of the show introducing it. 
and um, he's got Mississippi John Hurt, and later Skip James James comes in, and they both perform on this. Pretty remarkable. Love him. And uh, you'll hear them talking with the host as well, so you'll get a little insight. You'll hear their music and a little bit of who they are personally, which is pretty exciting to me. And uh, anything else we want to say before we jump in, or no, no, I don't, I don't go think, to it. I don't think I could make it more any more abstract than I already have. <laughs> yeah, well, <laughs> that's part of the gig, man. That's and I'm part. born for it, buddy. <laughs> you are. And uh, well, we got we got the music. All right, so we're gonna go to Cambridge, Mass, 1964, Mississippi. John Hurt. Well. This is, surprisingly enough, Phil Spiro here at last. Better late than never, I always say. And especially when it involves people like Skip James and John Hurt, who are our guests today. And the delay is courtesy of the slowest restaurant in all of Cambridge, right? John, it's good to see you again. It's been a long time since you've been in Boston, hasn't it? Yeah, been pretty good. Been a while since I've been in Boston. And Skip, this is your first time here, isn't it? What do you think of it so far? I think it's very nice so far. I've been very courteously treated and entertained since I've been here, and I appreciate it very much. Well, I'm glad to hear it. Now, John, you're at the Unicorn through Saturday, isn't it? Right. And Skippy, you'll be there with John on what, Friday, Saturday, and Sunday, I believe? He'll be there or through the week, with the possible exception oh, of Wednesday. Oh, through the week, the whole week. Including Good. Tonight. The voice in the background is bearded Ed Denson of Piedmont Records. Say hello, Ed. Say hello, Ed. Thank you. I knew you'd say that. Well, we've spent so much time eating and waiting for that waitress. Why don't we spend some time on music? John? Yeah? You got something to play for us? Um... Yeah, I think I've got something to play for you. I've got to. Louis College. Thank you. 
Opal shot once and Lewis shot two. Shot Paul Collin, shot him through and through. Danger laid him away. Danger laid him away. They laid him six feet under the clay. Danger laid him away. you just joined us that's mississippi john hurt and this is folkside starting off a little bit late but better late than never again for the second time this evening and we're on wtbs in cambridge well john you've got to get over to the unicorn in a fair spell so why don't we hear another one from or two from you before we go over and hear what skip james sounds like i know there are a lot of people in boston who haven't heard skip and would like to hear him so hey, you want to hear another one or two from me? Yeah, sure would. I'll tell you what, John. Uh, we've got Al Wilson here with us. Al plays a mighty fine harp, and I know you two have worked together before. Yeah. Why don't you two do one together? 
Oh, How about cow hooking? Got to watch out for that mic. We've got all sorts of things in this studio. All set, gentlemen? All set. Yeah, cow hooking blues. 
That's that's one you did the last time you were here with us, wasn't it? John, where have you been since we've seen you last? You've been all over the country, haven't you? <laughs> California? Yeah, California. You've been in Europe, too, or were you? Well, no, I haven't been to Europe. I think sick and didn't get to go That's to Europe. That's right. Yeah, but I've been in California, Los Angeles, and uh, Berkeley. What part of the country you seen that you like the best? Which part? Berkeley. You like Berkeley? Yeah. The, <laughs> the climate or the people or what? Like the people and climate too. <laughs> How about playing us another?
trouble John gee I wish we had some more time that we could have started earlier but I know you've got to get along to the unicorn with Ed there so y'all go down to the unicorn and see John there if you want to see him because that's where he'll be right <laughs> the unicorn you're gonna need a uh, you need to do a little time travel mm-hmm. but um, well worth pursuing if you have such a thing handy <laughs> But uh, you're listening to the show Deep Focus here on WKCR. I'm your host, Mitch Goldman. Very happy to be here in the studio with True Born, a.k.a. Anthony Michael Peterson. And <laughs> my brother says, Aka. <laughs> and you, your call, your challenge to me was finding the thread. Have, mm. Did we, what did we hear and have we found the thread? <laughs> well, finding the thread is... Just those people who are part of that, who are who are that thread. I mean, um, what I like about this music is, in its in its simplicity, it is self-sufficient, and that's what led me, you know, from you know doing jazz into being a singer-songwriter and you know doing stuff basically playing by myself and. Um, you know, it's like we are those. We are the knots on those threads. We are those. It, it's you know, all of us are the not, you know part of that thread. And the minute you realize that, things change. That's just my my belief. So, if anyone you know, you're gonna come for me. Come for me. But. <laughs> I like it. I like it. <laughs> that was Mississippi John Hurt. That was a. Uh, pretty sure that recording has not seen commercial light a day. It was a radio broadcast, obviously. It was October of 1964, and uh, you heard, uh, well, three of his songs, Lewis Collins, Cowhook and Blues, and Trouble All My Days, Al Wilson, also providing a little harmonica, which uh, John Hurt, he is, um, there's something very complete about his sound Mm -hmm. you know i mean he kind of brings his own whole orchestra with that acoustic guitar doesn't Mm -hmm. oh yeah that's um that's an extension in terms of you know i i don't want to blanket with general comments but you know in the blues tradition the the guitar being much more portable you know and uh, they came up you know part of this thread is the assimilation for instance of you know the piano so you listen to uh, Mississippi John Hurt you hear even as he's playing you don't just hear him playing chords there's there's a melody going on and there's a bass line and there's a there's a there's a syncopation in his, you know, a movement in his line as he's singing, you know. So when you put the two together, he's telling his story, and that 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 dance is there, which is indicative of, you know, the history of black music 
in general, you know, the idea of, you know, that, that inner rhythm, that inner syncopation, that inner bounce. I like to call it bounce. And that orchestral thing ha- happens when you have someone who's mastered that concept of dividing, okay, this is my melody, here's my chords, and here's, like, my bass line. And every, every guitarist I've heard of the masters, they have their own individual way of doing it, but they all do it. They all do it in some, you know, some fashion, and it's self-sufficient. It's, you know, you know I think I told you, these were the artists that made me want to build my own backbone. You know, be able to sit in front of an audience and, you know, and communicate with just me and the, and the guitar. So, well, when I first heard you play, you were playing electric guitar in a band, and I was wearing spandex. You were wearing <laughs> spandex. That is actually true. I think you may very well have been wearing spandex, and that actually supports what I was about to say, which is. <laughs> I can't remember how I knew, but I knew that you spent a lot more time playing acoustic guitar than electric guitar and that you were had that. And, um, you know, that, and when I did get to hear you play, you know, it just confirmed something I already knew about your playing. That, mm-hmm. And I'm curious how, um, you know, what was your pathway through that? Did you... Did you start out with, what did you start out well, playing? I actually started out with blues and country. And so I, I've always liked them both. And, <clears throat> you know, I hate to say this, but one of my biggest breakthroughs was watching the show Hee Haw. Because, yeah. Because it was the only show I was, you know, I was totally enamored of the guitar. It was the only show that just had guitar, 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 guitar. Yeah, guitar. that's true. You actually, know, right? And who was who was who was there? One player in particular that grabbed you because they had some monsters on that show. Well, of course there was um, uh, Roy Clark, but there was um, Big Don Rich, who was Buck Owens, you know, best friend and you know lead guitarist. And from watching him, I learned how to back up singers. I learned how the guitar was placed in a song, how, you know, there's a part, and then if you step out to do a solo, you do your solo, and you, that's, that's the part, you know. And, you know, just, and plus in country music, they, they tell stories, you know, which is the same as the blues. Um, a, a deeper influence by the blues, and um, you want us to sit and wait while I, you take that I call. know. <laughs> if it's my mom, I'm a freak out. <laughs> Say hi. Um, but yeah, um, I think that that was one of the. That was a very nice turning point. I mean, I I listened to so much music, anything with a guitar in it. That's a really interesting point, though, because, and I, that might be a generational thing. You really did not, you know, in the age of pre-cable broadcast television, you didn't see very few opportunities to see a band play. You didn't have late-night shows with bands performing. You didn't have... Uh, you know, there was no 
MTV or anything like that. There was, um, you know, there was rock concert or, or, you know, on Saturday night, right? And you had, uh, but that's really true that Hee Haw was one of the few places where you saw a band other than, you know, I mean, there were some good big bands that played, mm-hmm. but they didn't, they weren't featured the way they were. I haven't heard anybody say that about Hee Haw. That's really interesting. Yeah, it's, um, <clears throat> I don't know. I, I I think there are a lot of musicians that will tell you, yeah, there, there's, I mean, even Vernon would, would probably, you know, he would tell. I mean, I used to listen to, um, before she really blew up, I used to listen to Dolly Parton. Oh, yeah. She was partnered with Porter Wagner. Yeah, yeah. And uh, all those rhinestones, I'll never forget those. <laughs> um, but, and, you know, a lot of people don't know that she's an amazing guitarist. Yeah. You know, she she can pick that thing, you yeah. know. And um, she was my inspiration for this hairdo. <laughs> 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 you I know, can't they call even. these blonde curls just happen don't, by don't themselves. Don't ask, folks. Don't ask. <laughs> don't ask. We're not <laughs> Sorry, you were saying. <laughs> Start calling you New York's new Don King. But um, no, I think um, that's how it all. That's how it all started. Yeah, the intricacy of of the acoustic and you know finger picking you know which also led me to classical music and you know and it's all it's all like layers to me now you know it's all they're all a part of me you got me thinking about roy clark too what a what an incredible musical force that guy was it's funny you went right by him Mm -hmm. and uh, no he's um it, it's. It, I think a, a lot of times, you know, when it comes to people who, who are also master entertainers, I think um, musicians tend to overlook them, or go around mm. them, or, but to, for them to be that, inter, you know, be able to entertain, there's a lot of practice. There's a lot of focus. There's a lot of dedication that goes into that, you know. And, and and really, your end goal is to just make it look easy. Because if you make it look easy, then you can do something else, and then it becomes entertainment, and people leave you alone. You know? <laughs> and, but boy, he, he had the nuts, though, didn't he? I mean, oh, yeah. Yeah. No, he was, he, was, he, he was something else. He could sing. He could. He was fast. Well, um, crazy. Crazy chops. Yeah. Yeah. Um, you know, other guitars that that'll lead me over into Glenn Campbell. Glenn Campbell, I was about to say, mm-hmm. he is one of those guitarists. Guitarists, I, I always find people you might not expect express a lot of admiration for him. Mm-hmm. And he, of course, was a enormously accomplished studio musician before oh, yeah. he became a pop star. And he was a, the hugest of pop stars. Yeah, he was. A, I mean, he, um, you know, we used to watch him every Sunday night you know uh, the good time hour and um he always had you know there was always he always had something to offer you know and i mean him and him and george benson for instance i mean george i can't even that's a whole other show so i mean he's he's like over the hill, down the valley, over the hill, down the valley, ahead of everybody else. You know, he's just a you know, total master. 
But uh, I remember one night on the Midnight Special, I saw Glenn Campbell and George Benson do Breezing together. Wow. Yeah, you can, you can find that. That's And it was, it was amazing because by that time, of course, George had blown up. And, you know, I totally forgot about Glenn. And, and so they were up there doing this thing. And, and I'm like, oh, my God, Glenn is holding his own. Yeah. You know? And, you know, those are, those are guys that know the thread. Yeah. You yeah. know, those are guys that know the thread. That's, you know, with, with Benson, he, you know, he knew his, you know, he'd come through the thread with Django Reinhardt, Charlie Christian, Wes Montgomery, um, to where, you know, and, and Charlie Parker. Um, when you find your thread, you, you tend to become unstoppable. You know, because you know where you come from. You know what what that story is. And really, that's what they mean. You know, you hear that in jazz. Well, when you play a solo, you tell a story. What What do you mean? What What story? You know, that, that story is your personal thread to that present moment that you are getting ready to improvise. That is your story. And how you play tells who you listen to, how you listen to them, how you absorb them. And um, and that's I don't know I don't I don't I don't know if people are looking at it that way in jazz anymore because everything is so is so accessible in terms of technical stuff you can get tablature you can get you know recordings of things you can I mean when when we were trying to come up as musicians we it never occurred to me to try and look for a video of of Bird no now you go on YouTube you can see Bird playing you know. We didn't, you know, we didn't have that. All we had was our imaginations as uh, inspired by the music, you know, and that's, that's our secret weapon. You're also, it's interesting, you got me thinking about those guys we'd see on TV. In the, and we're talking, this is the 70s, 60s, 70s, and you, we talked about uh, Glenn Campbell, George Benson, Roy Clark, um, The Man in Black. Johnny uh, Cash, Johnny he Cash. had a show also. Mm-hmm. And um, <clears throat> all of those guys are might be associated with a particular genre, but they had absolutely no reservations about stepping all over those lines and dividers and bumpers and cushions and just you know, yeah, going mean, and... They, they knew that, they already knew what their foundation was. They didn't have to prove anything. You know, and I'm not saying that they had to prove anything because they were famous. It's just that they knew where they came from, you know, and they what the records that uh, Johnny Cash made at the end of his life, the American collection, they some of the most poignant, raw, um, heart rendering things, you know, music that I've ever heard. And, you know. The, he knows that okay, I'm, you know, I'm getting ready. I'm coming to the end of this life. You know, most people would just either go somewhere and wait to go or whatever. And he just decided to do this. You know, and um, as the Native Americans would say, he died well. Yeah. You know, probably very sad, but you know, he died well. He he left a legacy. You know. Um, I'd like to do that, but you know, I got I got some roads to go. So, yeah, don't be in, 
Don't be in too much of a hurry now. I'm not in a hurry. <laughs> <laughs> My guest is True Born, Anthony Michael Peterson, and we are finding the thread. And we listen to a brief but delicious set of music from Mississippi John Hurt. And interestingly, in this same recording, Mississippi John Hurt apparently had to go make the gig. Mm. These guys were touring and had to go and uh, leave the studio to go play. But there's another <laughs> superstar in our world in the studio ready to step in. Who are we going to hear next? Oh, is this going to be... Um Skip James. Skip James. Yeah. Yes, I love Skip James. I love Skip James. Yeah, let's play Skip James. Let's play Skip James. And I love, uh, or Skippy, as the host calls him, who seems to oh, know him. He, are I, you kidding me? I never heard anybody call him Skippy before, but you're going to hear it right now. Oh, that's sad. <laughs> <laughs> that is really sad. Well, I, he, Skippy? He, he, I think he says Skippy. Wow. We'll hear it. Let's hear it. Let's. You ready? Mm-hmm. All right, going in. The show's called Deep Focus. Anthony Michael Peterson, Trueborn, is here, and we are, what else can I tell you? Live recording, you've probably never heard. Skip James on WKCR. Okay, thank you very much, John. Really wish you had more time. But we have got Skip James here, don't we? <coughs> there he is, coughing away. John and Skip are just shaking hands till they see each other again, because Skip is going to be down at the Unicorn also. I guess they'll be trading off sets. Skippy, let's see. Uh, how long has it been since old John Fahey and, and Bill Barth and so forth uh, found you in, in that hospital in Tunica County? Couldn't be very long, could it? I give it about three months, I guess. I'll estimate that time. Three months. And how long... How long has it been since you took up guitar again? Well, I taken up guitar recently after I came out of the hospital about the second day. The second day, huh? So you've been playing pretty much since then. I've been playing pretty much since then. Well, we'd sure like to hear how that sounds here. Could you play us something? I would like to play you one. Well, we'd sure like to hear it. <laughs> Cherry boss, you quit me. She 
Cherryball Blues. That's one of the ones you recorded way back in the old days, wasn't it, Skip? Oh, I recorded part of it, but I put new rearrangements mm-hmm. of it. All I play is my own version. I don't play copycat after nobody. I just play my own skip. Tell me something, Skip. How, how do you go about writing a song? Well, I compose a song on, on these terms in this way. Sometimes I'll be laying down through the night and there are things will come to me. 
And I'll get up and jot it down. Maybe that's a talent of a song. Skip, you could make a song out of sitting such a thing. Out of cigarette blues, the paperback blues, a Coca-Cola bottle, most anything. That's, and then uh, I get up and jot that down. Perhaps, maybe, the next morning I say, this Tyler, I suppose, to compose a song off of this. And at my leisure time, I sit down and just th look like things have come to me. I don't know why, just uh, just gene to that effect of that's uh, just something. I don't know what I can't fathom that out. But yet and still, things will just come to me. And I can get up through the night sometime and jump up and start playing something I never heard. Well, you, you take it, it's just like that. When I get the words and just compose, and then I put my own music to it. That will be fitting to my composing. Uh, my rearrangements, uh, oh, that's like I've arranged this song, I composed a song, and since it's such a tune, I, I get to get to our piano someplace, and I just, I said, well, I play this in this key, I play this in this tune, and I put this to it and play it in this order. And that's, excuse me, that's the way most of that my music is. Well, tell now me. the devil blues, when I made that, mm -hmm. now, that's blues there, when I made the cherry ball just then. When I recorded that in Grafton, Wisconsin, it was a tall, slender girl standing right behind my back. She had two bunches. cherries right over each shoulder. And I dedicated that to that cherry ball. Because I haven't seen, she's very glamorous, all right, because I didn't know which one I liked best, her or the cherries, but still, <laughs> I haven't seen it a sense. <laughs> but anyway, on Illinois blues, when I made that blues, it was a red pocket kerchief around my neck and a big cowboy hat. Oh, yeah? And I was sitting on the side of a railroad. At least I had a railroad running through, you know, just like I was going. I was in Illinois and was catching the Illinois train or something. Mm -hmm. You know, deferring to that. And the devil blues, there was a devil in the shape of a devil with a fork and a long fork of tail. And that was the devil blues. And all the other blues that I made, Cypress Grove, I was in a grove, I had nothing but little trees in that's why I was supposed to rather be buried there. Crow Jane, she was standing behind me. She's a tall, glamorous girl, too. And all night long, blues, when I made that, I was laying and kneeling, at least, which I was on my way lying down, but I was kneeling when they snapped it, I guess. And that was all night long. Make me one pallet on the floor. So closer to the door, nobody never know. All that, you know, what's but the title of it was all night long. And the other, other records, most every record that I made, it was something that, you know, was pertaining to the, the initiative of uh, the, the title of the record. Make it more comical, I guess, put more, put more emphasis to the uh, advertisement, or the publicity, or whatever uh -huh. the advertisement. They used to do a lot of that back then. Yeah. A lot of advertisements. Tell me, how many songs do you think you've written? Uh, do you think you've written all told? 
Oh, at that time? Well, up uh, till now, up say. Up until now, well, I have no idea. That because many, huh? I, I just, you know, sometimes I have so many requests that people like, and if I can play them, I'll play them. And then, but just my own virgin use, I have pretty well about 30 or 40 already arranged, but still there is more, that always improvement. Mm -hmm. Music is never completed, and then composing either in case if you are inclined to that effect. And that's where I see it, because I can just, you know, maybe today I say, well, I got 40. You see me to a day week, you say, well, skip a year, I got any more. I said, maybe I have 10 or 12 more. See? That's just the way that go. Depends, whatever I see that will fit in or be befitting for occasion. That's where I try to rhyme my music. Well, now, you mentioned Illinois blues. I don't think I've ever heard you do that. Could I you do that now? I don't you have or not. <laughs> well, I know I haven't. Well, I Could you do that now? Sure. If you'll accept it. Sure will. Sure. Arkansas, 
I've been in Texas, Arkansas, but I never had a good time till I got to Illinois, in Illinois, in Illinois. Never had a good time till I got to Illinois. And you go to Bangor, she tell my boy, you go down in Bangor, tell my boy. Times are waiting them in Illinois, in Illinois, in Illinois, in Illinois, in Illinois. It's a deep focus from November twenty seventh. 2023. As you heard, Trueborn, Anthony Michael Peterson on board with me for this deep focus. Uh, I love every one of these. I, love, I was going to talk about how special this one is to me. Number one of three parts here. I'm just going to let it go because, uh, you know, you've been along with me this far. You know, if you know, you know. Uh, I wanted to tell you that if you are listening in the year 2023, we are planning some really cool, fun, great things for you for 2024. Got a bunch of shows lined up. I'm so looking forward to it. Meanwhile, uh, let me just encourage you take the opportunity. You know, this whole thing is free. It's a big giveaway. And if you like this show... Find uh, hundreds, hundreds more like it on the podcast. It's called Deep Focus. It's on your favorite podcasting apps. You can always go to the hosting site, which is mitchgoldman.podbean.com. And if you're digging it, let someone know. Tell one person who likes the music or you think might like the music. And it'll just give you a warm feeling all over. And maybe someday you're going to look up and there's going to be another cool venue to hear music, live music in that wouldn't be there if not for your efforts and your willingness to share what you enjoy and what you think. What's better than that? That's why we're here. That's why we do this. All right. Happy and married, everybody. And uh, see you over at part two. <laughs>